Yeah, that first slide. Good morning, church. Good morning. Feels a bit distant up here, but I know. <laughs> Like to use that myself. I've got to have a training how to use it. You want me to do it, Fiona? No, yeah, that's fine. But um, I can do it too if you want to. Yeah, then I can. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm just keeping a note of the time. 10:50. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, let's start with a prayer. Uh, just, uh, I know we have been praying, but we just thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word, Lord. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the best teacher. Amen. So even as we share your word, Father, we, we know and we ask you that it would fall on fertile ground and bear much fruit. Amen. As we yield ourselves to you, we yield our mind, our thoughts, and everything within us, we give to you, we surrender to you during this time as we share on your the word of your power. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Uh, so this first slide there, uh, I, it, it seems they have done a study and it shows that uh, when we listen or when we are hearing, we just get 40%. But when we listen and visualize, visualize, meditate, imagine, think about what we are listening, we get 60%, it says. When we listen, visualize, and practice, we get 80 to 90 percent. You know, practice means putting into practice what uh, we have heard or what we have been teaching from the Word. So talking about practice, I had to put or apply what I'm going to share <laughs> for some incidents which happened last night. And uh, so praise God, it, it, it works. And uh, so it's all the truth here. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, share today how to, uh, the, to receive the gift of righteousness. Why? To reign in life. To be a king in life. And just wanted to mention here, wherever I say man, or if only he, ladies are included, so don't, don't feel rejected. <laughs> so three things. One is the foundation of righteousness. We try to cover that. Second is why we must receive righteousness. And the third is how we can receive righteousness as a gift. Yeah. I'll try to cover all that. If righteousness, as you know, is a deep uh, topic. There's so much to righteousness. But I want to remind you, some time ago I spoke about righteousness. It is a foundational truth. Yeah. And we have to get a hold of it. If we embrace it, we will begin to reign in every area of our life. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, talk about the foundation of righteousness, uh, Romans 8, 10. Let's left. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have, made, you have been made right with God. So that verse from Romans 8, 10, uh, it may have been a few days ago that I was reading through Romans. Romans is a wonderful, the most powerful, Romans 8 is the most powerful uh, or victorious uh, chapter in the book of Romans. In fact, the whole book of Romans is just amazing. It's talking all about God's grace. Paul is showing again and again about God's grace. It is a, his unmerited favor. 
nothing to do with us. It's what He has done apart from us. And He has covered everything in the grace. He has made everything available through His grace. Now, how do we make use of that? We get access into grace by our faith. By faith, we can get access, get admission. Like how you go for a movie, you have a ticket. Faith is like a ticket where we step into that grace. And faith is not something that we do, you know, praying, Lord, give me more faith and do things to get more faith. Faith is just our response to what God has already done. Our response, our positive response to what God has already done. It's simple. We don't have to work faith. Okay? So, yeah, it talks about, I was reading that verse and I got um, stuck there because I was thinking, even though your body will die, or the other translation in uh, Amplified says, if Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dead, is dead, it says, because of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which he provides. So, I was thinking now, uh, okay, the body is dead, but I'm alive. And, you know, I was trying to understand with my, with my brain, but you, you can't understand the word. The, the word is written to our heart. We can't understand with our intellect. It's the Holy Spirit who gives us understanding. So I was trying to ask Errol, and we were trying to discuss, and he gave his thing and all that. And I, then I was, began listening to some teaching, and this lady started her thing with the same verse. She said, this verse caught my attention. And so I said, oh, this, the Holy Spirit must be wanting me to listen to. And she did share some very good things. Most of it is from her teaching. But of course, it's my revelation as well. I have a revelation. God, the Holy Spirit has given me a revelation of grace, which totally changed my, transformed my life. The three things that came, uh, happened to me when I got a revelation of grace. And that was when I was doing the study on spirit, soul and body. Sounds so familiar. Spirit, yeah. So three things happened. One was, uh, uh, you know, I just, I was just overwhelmed with God's love. I just, I don't know what I did, but the Holy Spirit just showed me that God loves me. I was assured of His love, and I, I was so sure I'm His child. I didn't need any, you know, somebody to tell me or let me look in the Scripture. I just knew in my heart, He's my Father, and I'm His child. That was the first thing. The second thing was, uh, yes, of course, uh, love for the word and the Holy Spirit used to speak to me in the night, you know, because you are a son, now daughter, uh, God has sent the spirit of his son into uh, your heart crying, Abba, Father. I didn't know where it was in the Bible, but it seemed in the morning when I woke, that it was going on in my spirit all night, I felt. So I went to look in the Bible and there I found it in Galatians. So God's love and, you know, his love for his word. The, another thing that happened, I was just, uh, uh, I just got absolute confidence. I was totally opposite before that. Nervous, frightened, backward, whatever <laughs> adjective you can put there, I was that. So this confidence came on me and I thought, how come? You know, then, then I realized it was because of this revelation I got about righteousness. When we know we, we will reign in life. And uh, yeah, so those were the two scriptures. It says that your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which he provides. And your body is dead because of sin. So I got understanding of that verse. So let's un unpack this verse. Righteousness. What do we think of right? When we hear the word righteousness, what do we think? Right standing. Right standing, yes. Right standing with God. Yes. Okay. The, because at one time I thought, wherever I read righteous, I thought, 
me being holy, I have to be holy, I have to do these good works, I have to, you know, reach up to God's standard. But it's totally different. It doesn't mean that the righteousness in the New Testament. It talks about God's righteousness. And we sang, we, I will praise you for you are my righteousness. You know, I will praise. He is our righteousness. We are, uh, as I said, righteousness simply means your right standing with God. Whoever said that? 10 on 10. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right relationship. <laughs> Right relationship, declared innocent. We are declared, we born again believers are declared innocent before God. How can that be true? Immediately our mind is going, oh, it can't be, I did all these things when I was a teenager and just yesterday I did this and we are thinking of all our feelings. No, we should not be sin conscious, be sun conscious, be righteousness conscious. And if we can't do that, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He will show you how to all the time be thinking of the Son, S-O-N, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we are made right with God. When you are made right with God, you are called righteous. Mm. So everyone here is righteous. Oh, oh, don't go back. Don't look back. The Greek word for righteousness translates as integrity, virtue, purity of life, correctness of thinking, feeling and acting. He has covered it all. So how can we be made right before God? We cannot be made right before God by our actions. Okay, and what we do, our own effort, we can never be made right with God. No matter how much good works we do, we give all our wealth to the poor, we do charity throughout our life, or we try not to commit sin, never broken the speed limit, <laughs> never had any addictions, never smoked, never had drugs, never used bad language, etc. We try to do all those things, but that won't make us right before God. That won't make us righteous. We may have a wrong impression that, yes, now I did so many good things. Now, you know, I am a bit righteous. I'm growing. No, that's a completely wrong concept according uh, to the Bible in the New Testament. So whatever good actions that we are doing or bad actions that we are not doing, we cannot be counted as right before God. The Bible says we were all sinners before we received Christ. Everyone was a sinner. There is none righteous. Our righteousness in Isaiah 64 says is like a filthy rag. So we see the Romans 3.10 as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody has reached the standard of God. Okay, so... Oh yeah, Isaiah 64, uh, righteousness is like a filthy rag. Man can be righteous only by receiving the gift of righteousness from God. It's a gift, it has to be received, we can't work for it. So first important thing of righteousness is, righteousness is not earned by our works or actions. Righteousness is a gift of God. We have to first get that settled in our mind and in our heart. Romans 10, which we just read, says, Righteousness which He provides. So we have to receive. To understand this better, let's look at another scripture, Romans 5.12. Okay? Therefore, just as through one man, one man, that is Adam, sin entered the world, and thus death through sin, and death spread to all men, because all sin. Okay? So that sin entered through one man, Adam. So what is this sin we are talking about? 
the sin that is being spoken of in this verse and in almost all the instances where there are 47 or 48, I'm not sure of the number, it is used in the book of Roman sin, sins, is not referring to your individual acts of sin. Very important to know that it's not referring to your individual acts of sin that we commit, but rather the propensity or tendency or natural inclination for sin itself or the sin nature, as many translations say, sin nature, the sin nature, okay? It is this inherited inclination to sin that Paul was speaking of. The Greek word used for sin or sins is hamartia, H-A-M-A-R-T-I-A, and that is a noun. That's very significant because the, uh, these words sin and sin describe man's tendency towards sin and not the individual act of sin themselves. If you think of the word sin in the book of Romans as denoting the act of sin, you will miss what Paul is saying in the book of Romans. Sin nature. Sin nature. Sin and sins and everywhere that it is used in Romans is a noun. It's not a verb. It's not a doing action. It's a noun. So it's referring to the sin nature. So when I when it says that Adam to one man sin entered, that sin nature came on everyone. Everyone who is born after Adam is born with a sin nature. That's why those verses we read, all have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. So Romans 5.12 says that this sin nature entered the world through Adam. It is this inherited sin nature. We inherited it. We inherited it that caused us to sin, not our individual acts of sin. That, uh, uh, not our individual acts of sin that gave us a sin nature. So got what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It is not the sins or the actions that we do that made, uh, uh, gave us a sin nature or made us sinners. It is our sin nature that caused us to do these actions. Big difference. Okay? It is not your sin actions that separate you from God when you were born. Uh, I mean, that separate you from God. You were born with, separated from God. You were born with a sin nature. So David says in Psalm 51, I think, In sin did my mother conceive me. That is not talking about him being born of wedlock. We see that from his genealogy. This is saying that we are all born sinners. And people sin because that is their nature. So the verse 12 says that sin entered the world through one man, that is Adam. So all were made sinners. Because of that one man, sin entered the world and death spread through sin. And death spread to all men because all sin. So every person born of Adam is born with a sin nature because sin passed to all men. Hmm? So the biggest problem I think that uh, you know there is that basically uh, people think that uh, individuals are good. They are thinking people are good, yeah. and so you know the more good you do, like it's like those scales with the uh, old old scales with the two 
things. If your good outweighs the bad, then somehow you are accepted by God. And so these people, they try their whole life trying to do more good than bad. But this is completely contrary to what these verses which I'm going to read to you from Romans uh, chapter 5, very important chapter. It is completely contrary to what uh, Apostle Paul is saying. Uh, see, our goodness, I've written here, our goodness cannot change our sin nature any more than our badness can change our righteous nature. So we are made righteous when we are born again. I don't know if all of you all know it. I didn't. So I'm just saying what <laughs> it was in spirit, soul and body. We are three parts, spirit, soul and body. When we are born again, before when we are born, we are sinners, as I explained to you. When we are born again, when we make Jesus our Lord, then what happens? We don't know what has happened spiritually. And many don't even tell us what happened. But the Bible shows us that uh, we get a brand new spirit, which is identical to Jesus. Uh, you can read that in uh, 1 John 4, 17, uh, all that. As Jesus is, so are we. We are thinking, okay, when we go to heaven. No, it says, in this world, that means now, we are identical to Jesus. That's the truth. Okay, maybe not in our uh, body and in our uh, soul. Soul is made up of uh, mind, emotions, uh, uh, personality, yeah. And our spirit, we can't see our spirit and we don't know how our spirit is. We can only know how our spirit is through reading the word, finding out from the word. But when we are born again, that spirit, know this and believe it. Embrace it because it will change your life. Your spirit, every one of you who are born again, your spirit is holy, blameless, righteous, identical to Jesus. Yeah. So that will set you free straight away if you believe that and if you can embrace that truth. Yeah? So our goodness cannot change our sin nature any more than our badness can change our righteousness. So now we are righteous, we are born again. So now tomorrow if I go, I break the speed limit or I, I, I have an argument with Edel and use a bad language or fire my children and all. Now what am I, no, generally I think we, oh my God, you know, look what I've done. We come before God, Lord, I'm so sorry I did all these sins and all. No, when we come before God like that, we are coming before Him in unbelief. We are coming before Him in the flesh. And nobody can please God in the flesh. So we come before Him in our spirit. And our spirit is right. That's why God can relate to us. Because our spirit is holy and he's, I mean, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. He's not looking at our flesh that we did all these things. Not, I'm not advocating sin. I mean, we do say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. But not, we are not saying, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. Because he has forgiven you of all your sins. Past sins, present sins, and even those sins which you are going to do, Jesus has already paid the price. He's forgiven you. Who is remembering those sins? I, I am remembering my old sins, you know, and I'm coming before God. See, I did all these things. I have not, see my relationship with my children. I'm not treating them well. All these things we are coming before God. No, when we do that, we are coming before him in the flesh. We come to him in our born again spirit, which is holy, blameless, righteous, etc. etc. Okay, so uh, then where did we, in, see, we see in the book of uh, Genesis, we see Adam disobeyed God by eating of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. By a simple act of eating, he came and when he did that, 
when he sinned, his spirit died. Spirit died means it got separated from God, unplugged from God, disconnected from God. So, because when the Bible speaks of death, very often it's separation. We think of death that all died, you know, put in the grave, but it's a separation. So as soon as he sinned, by disobeying, he entered another realm. And in that realm, he came under the law of sin and death. Before that, he was not under that law. When he sinned, this is what happened. So when we are born, that's what we come under the law of sin and death. And sin and death, the law operates in us of sin and death. Okay, see uh, Romans 2, we talking about laws. We can look at Romans 2. It talks about two laws. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that is one law, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay. So now we are wondering, what is a law? At least I wondered. <laughs> what is a law? Like, you know, we think of uh, the law, Mosaic law and all. But a law is something which cannot be changed or altered. Mm-hmm. A law is universal. Wherever you go, it's, it's, in, it's in operation. Uh, like, example, law of gravity. Mm-hmm. You go to any country, law of gravity is working. Anywhere, any, <laughs> it is at work. So a law is like that. So that law of sin and death, which I spoke about, it's like that. The law of gravity, it is there. It is in operation. Yeah. If you are a sinner, if you, have not born, if you are not born again, and you have not received Jesus as your Lord, you are under the law of sin and death. The world is under the law of sin and death. Why should we be under that law? Why? Because we don't know. We are lacking knowledge. Uh, 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 he says in his word, my children perish because of lack of knowledge. Knowledge of his word, I think that's in Hosea 6, but I'm not sure of that. Okay, so man is under the law of sin and death. We can look at that chart, it's simplifying it. Have a look at the chart. Adam sinned. Okay, he disobeyed God. And when he sinned, sin entered the world. Romans 5.12, which we just read. And the mind and the body got corrupted. Spirit got separated. Mind and body got corrupted. Then, and through that sin, death entered the world. Romans 5.15, see? But the free gift is not uh, like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Oh yeah, I put out for Romans 15. Uh, yeah. I put a note here for Romans 15. You know, uh, if you if you can't go along with these slides, you can look in your own Bible because we read the first slide when you you know listen and visualize. So if you're comfortable to look in your own Bible, you can open to Romans uh, chapter five. If we look at Romans chapter five, we see. That he starts off uh, at verse 12, which we read, uh, that sin, uh, sin entered the world through one man. Uh, Romans 5. It says, uh, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. 
let me explain what is that debt he's talking about debt is the physical debt and also everything that leads to debt like what like sickness depression pain suffering loneliness the list goes on all these things that lead to death it's it's referring to that okay so this type of thing spread to all men then if you go to verse 13 you see that it is in uh, parenthesis of verse 13 to verse 18 uh, 17 he you know that, that uh, so to get his point what he saying we need to go straight to verse 18 if you see in your Bible says a parenthesis. So if you keep reading that, you'll get lost. So read verse twelve and then go on to verse seventeen. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, see death reigned. That means all those things are reigning over over the person who's not received Jesus, sickness, suffering, all what I listed, loneliness, etc. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more. those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness if they receive that they will reign in life through the one jesus christ amen okay and so you get his point as you continue there and then verse 18 i, I don't know if it's in uh, in order but therefore as to one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation See the judgment came because of the sin. Judgment came from God, and that resulted in condemnation. Condemnation kills. Guilt kills. Uh, so uh, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Verse nineteen: For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made. Righteous. So you see here, four or five times Paul is uh, stressing this thing. If you, what we read over here, it's like two sides of the coin. If you accept that you became a sinner through what Adam did, we all agree that we got a sin nature because of Adam. We agree, correct? And and so if you accept that you became a sinner through what Adam did, and not by what you did. We didn't do anything. I I didn't do anything when I was born, but I became a sinner, sin nature. I didn't do anything to become a sinner. I inherited it. Okay, so we became sinners uh, not by what I, we I uh, we did, but what Adam did. So if you accept that, then you have to accept that you became righteous through what Jesus did, Amen. and not what by what you do. Yes. It's like two sides of a coin. Understood. Okay, so five times if you read there, from uh, I told you from fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, Paul is mentioning this. So if you accept that you became a sinner through Adam, then you have to accept that you became righteous through what Jesus did, yes. not what you can do, not yes. what you can add to what Jesus did. Jesus plus anything is nothing. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Don't add, we cannot add anything to what Jesus has done to be righteous. Okay, because we were born a sinner, we do acts of sin. But it is not those individual acts that make me a sinner. It's that sin nature that made us sin. Put the blame on that sin nature. <laughs> In the same way, I have now been made righteous through Jesus. 
And yes, we do good things. No, we do good things. But my good things are a byproduct or a fruit of being made righteous. It is not the root, the good things that I do. They do not, those good things do not make me righteous in the sight of God. Very important point. If we can understand that, it says, no, with all your getting, get understanding. So if we can understand that, it will set us free. We won't be sin conscious any longer. We will be righteousness conscious, sun conscious. That's uh, one of the things I forgot that happened to me when I got that revelation. I just forgot about sin. I never thought about any sins that I was doing. It just, <laughs> God just took it away. Praise God. So, um, actually, I almost covered it. So, we saw that first chart about sin, Adam's sin. Because Adam's sin, sin entered the world. His spirit died or got separated. And his mind and body got corrupted. And through sin, death entered the world. Death meaning physical death and everything leading to death, sickness, suffering, pain, poverty, depression, loneliness, calamity, all what the world is facing today. Okay, then we read uh, Romans 5.15, Romans 5.17, For uh, that's another uh, time where Paul is saying, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the sin, a gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So before we got born again, death was reigning. All these things that lead to death was reigning over us and it's still reigning over all those who are uh, sinners, not received Jesus. Romans 17 says that death reigned. Death and everything it comprised of was reigning in the world and still is over man like a king. The world is under the law of sin and death. Mm. So how does a person get out from under the vicious cycle of law of sin and death? By making Jesus his Lord. Right. So, we, But we must know, we made Jesus our Lord, now we are not under that cycle or under that law of sin and death. Amen? Amen. We are instantly removed from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of life. When we got born again, that happened instantly. Maybe nobody told us, but that's what happened spiritually. We are removed from this kingdom and all these benefits in the kingdom of the son are ours. So we no more pray and beg God. We are in his kingdom, okay? So, so we come into the kingdom of the son, Jesus Christ, under the law of the spirit, of life which is in Romans 2 and no longer under the law of sin and death but as I said if we don't know we'll still be operating under the law of sin and death when sickness comes we think oh yes let's go to the uh, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor but we are only thinking of yeah this leads to that and my auntie died of that we are only thinking on that no we think what the word says by his stripes we have been healed go to the word we are in that kingdom According to Romans 8.10, which we looked at earlier, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Because you made Jesus your Lord, you were made righteous, right with God, and your spirit is alive. Why? Because of righteousness. Your born-again spirit is identical to Jesus. 1 John 4.17, which I told you, 1 Corinthians 6.17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So the translations add there with him. With him is in italics. Wherever you see it's in italics, that means it has been added. It is not in the original. 
we have been made one spirit. We have, whoever joined to the Lord has been made one spirit. One, not like these two, joined, married, became one. Your spirit is like Jesus. Amen. Identical to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your, your, your uh, born-again spirits are identical to Jesus. Your body and mind is now under the law of the spirit of life. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. This law of spirit and life is a higher law than the spirit of uh, sin and death. It's like a it's like a, the you know flying. What yes. what do they use? I gave that example uh, to uh, defy gravity. The law of uh, aerodynamics here. So although gravity is in operation, they use that to the plane can fly above. So we are above. We are in a higher law. The spirit of life, the spirit of righteousness. But if we think that we are doing it in our own strength. You can check in the plane, step off the plane. <laughs> but it is. Oh, yeah, so we fall into that. That I am righteous because I've done all this. It's like stepping off the plane. You land under the <laughs> law of sin and death. Okay. The scripture goes on to say in Romans 8 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. The spirit quickens our... See, the previous verse said the body is dead. I told you I didn't understand. But because of righteousness, the spirit uh, quickens my body, physical body, mortal body. So when you understand, receive and embrace this truth about righteousness, that God has made you righteous, by making Jesus who knew no sin, he did no sin, yeah? to become sin for you, that is in 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin, did no sin, to become sin for you and for me, so that we might be made, not becoming, or trying oh, to be, wow. we, that we made the righteousness of, we already made the righteousness of God without lifting a finger, mm. only believing, okay. His righteousness, when you believe that and embrace, His righteousness will start operating in your life and you will begin to experience all the benefits and everything that is available through His righteousness. As a believer, if you do not believe this truth, we will miss out on all the benefits. Step off the plane. On the other hand, a sinner is a, a person who has not made Jesus his Lord, is under the law of sin and death. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23 says. That means he will suffer sickness, poverty, bondage, suffering, grief. All these are a result of sin, obedience to Satan. Sin, sickness, death and Satan is reigning over him. There is a scripture in Romans 6.16. Do you not know that to whom you give your obedience to obey, you become that one slave. Mm. So when we sin, commit sin, we are actually uh, submitting to the author of sin who is Satan. Yes. Hmm. Romans 5, 18 to 19. Therefore, as through one man's... The same verses is repeating, but it's good to hear it again and again. So it gets into us and go home also and read it and meditate. Yes. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation. Even so... 
through one man's righteous act, the free gift, gift is free, came to all men resulting in justification of life. It came to all men, that means it were, he made it available to everyone, even the most evil person that you can think of. And sorry, I think of Hitler. <laughs> so, the, you know, all these bad. It was available for them. But how did he access it? I told you by faith, by believing. For verse 19, for as by one man's obedience, disobe uh, one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. These verses in Romans 5, which we just read, refer to the one man, Jesus, the last Adam. Jesus obeyed God. He knew no sin. He did no sin. Jesus did all the perfect actions, not as a son of God, but as a son of man, as a human being. Through his obedience, many are made righteous. Romans 15, 5, 15 to 16, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. 16. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. So now, if, even though we are guilty of many sins, don't allow that guilt to be there. Just tell the Lord, I'm sorry, I did it wrong. I thank you, I thank you, you have forgiven me. Amen. And otherwise the enemy will use that guilt to put yeah. condemnation yeah. on you. So true Adam's sin entered, sickness, poverty, separation from God, all the brokenness, all the problems in the world entered because of one man, Adam. But through one man, Jesus, the last Adam, we receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and will reign through the one Jesus Christ. Amen. So when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, we are made righteous. Amen. There's another chart there. Last Adam, Jesus, perfect, holy, righteous. Mm -hmm. Because of the last Adam, our spirit was revived. Our spirit was reconnected with God. And it was a brand new spirit, identical to Jesus. And because the dead spirit was resurrected, the mind still needs to be renewed. The mind still is operating uh, with the old man, <laughs> you know, yeah. way of thinking. It has to be renewed. How do we renew our mind? By the word of God. Not only on Sunday morning. Every day. Every day. Reading the word. Meditating on the word. So that it will change our way of thinking. Otherwise we are thinking in the same old way. I am a sinner. I did all these things, etc. So eternal life. And uh, mine has to be renewed. Eternal life and enter. Whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, but have That's eternal true. life. Yes. The result of eternal life is blessing, healing, prosperity, reigning in life. We are no longer under the law of sin and death, but under the law of spirit and life. What comes to my mind from John 10, 10, no, the, he says the thief comes only to kill, to steal and destroy. But I, that Jesus, have come to give you Abundant life. What is that abundant life? Zoe life. Everything. Yes, everything. And that all these blessings and everything. The blessings and everything are ours. It is our inheritance now. So why we must, the second point, why we must receive righteousness. In Matthew 6, 33, correct me if I'm wrong. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Yes. Yes. Am I right? Yes. No, I'm not right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
and his righteousness. See, very important. Okay. And all these things will be added to you. And if you read, I think the verses before he's talking all about uh, material things. Uh, you know, clothes and food and all. Yeah. So even material things. All, when we seek his righteousness, when we look at his righteousness on us, all these things will be added to us. We won't, have, we won't be begging, God, please give me this, do this, get me a house, get me a husband, get me this, give me that. <laughs> Romans 5.17 For if by one, I, I know I'm repeating these verses, but this is what Paul has done to make us understand. Mm. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned for the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. We have to reign. We are kings. He has made us kings and priests. Yeah. So the scripture says that those who receive abundance of grace and gift of righteousness, we will reign. That is why we must receive that righteousness to reign in life. Why must we receive? So that we will reign in life. To rule, to have dominion. That was the initial plan of God for Adam. Right now, as you look around, man has not got dominion. He's under the, what is this, COVID and <laughs> all the virus. He's under sickness, poverty, calamity is out of control. What we see in the world, but that is not true for the born again man. Not true, uh, born again woman, not true for you and me. That is not true for a righteous man. For the sinner, everything is out of control because he is operating under the law of Sin and death. Everything is controlling him. Sin and its effects is reigning in his life. For a righteous man, the spirit is alive. Romans 8.10 Because of righteousness, your body, your mind can be impacted. God wants you to have the zoe, Z-O-E, zoe life, abundant life. Not having sickness, old age, pain, suffering. Does that mean that we never die? And we never get old. No, that's not what I'm saying. God's word says that you can live to be 120. Okay? Until you are satisfied. Live as long as you are. 90, 100, oh no, 80 or whatever. It's left to you. Because the Bible says, with long life, he satisfies us. Yeah. But also means we don't suffer. Because we do. Sorry? We do suffer. With what? Well, we do suffer in this life, but we can... Yeah. Jesus for but the suffering that comes from sickness and all these things which Jesus paid for, no, we don't accept it. We are, it's coming on us, but we don't accept it. Don't give it a place because we are the righteousness of God. Okay, but suffering from uh, persecution, okay, he has not redeemed us from that. We, we can suffer with that. Okay, it, So that's why we change our mind. We do a mind change about sickness and all what Jesus has paid for. Do not receive the, what the devil is putting on you. Because he has paid the price for healing, for the forgiveness of our sins, for our deliverance, for our prosperity. He became poor, although he was rich, so that through his poverty we might be made rich. If you're thinking that's not talking about finances, you read that uh, chapter in, uh, I think it's in uh, 2, uh, 2 uh, Corinthians 8, 9 or 9, 8. It's all, all talking about money. He became poor that we might be rich. Don't receive that lie of the enemy that you have to be poor because you're a Christian. Christian, it's a lie. It's not the truth mm. from the word. 
You don't have to leave this earth in, I was talking not to become old, you don't have to leave this earth in pain and sickness. You can leave this earth in a very peaceful way because you are in control, everything is in your control. Why? Because you are a righteous man, you are a righteous woman. Sickness and pain shall not have dominion over you. I think Romans 6.14 says, sin uh, and death shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, you are under grace. We are no more under the law that I have to do so I'll get. That is the law. Okay. When you receive the gift of righteousness, then you can reign in life. You command and things will obey because you are the righteousness of God. So we did that, I was saying, uh, uh, when I went to print this, the printer refused to work. It was printing well all these weeks. It refused to work. <laughs> we filled the ink and everything. And no. And so, you know, I was getting a little worked up and I remembered what I had was preparing. I'm the, I said, I'm the righteousness of God printer. You start working. <laughs> and whoop, it started working. I got all perfect print. <laughs> Do it for anything, inanimate things. So I did it for my dog. Has not been eating very well for the last few days and you know we were trying, we give him this and we were trying to and then getting worked up about him, his bones are sticking out and all we were thinking. Then last night because this was so fresh in my mind I said, no I'm the righteousness of God and you be healed you, you know, and your stomach or whatever. He ate all his dinner. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> try it, try it. Uh, there are so many promises in the Bible for the righteous man. I think somebody, maybe Sandy spoke about we, uh, you know, about being bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Yeah. Why can't you be? Because they are the righteous, righteousness of God. Yeah. So, yeah, there they go. The righteous man will never be shaken. For a righteous, the righteous man may fall seven times, but he will rise again. Oh, okay? The dwelling of the righteous are blessed. Mm -hmm. yes. The children of the righteous are mighty in the land. If you have children, you have some problem going on with the children. Declare this, I am the righteous one of God, therefore my children are mighty in the land. My children are taught of, uh, of the Lord. Great is the peace of my children. That's in Isaiah 54. The children of the righteous will not beg for bread. The blessing is on the head of the righteous. The memory, those of us who are thinking, oh my gosh, my memory. The memory of the righteous is blessed. Every time instead of thinking, you know, I'm getting old now. I can't remember. Where did I keep my glasses? Where is this? No, declare this. The memory of the righteous is blessed. Amen. That's the truth. Those who are struggling with finances, wealth and riches are in the house of the righteous. There is much treasure in the house of the righteous. For the eyes and the ears of the Lord are attentive to the cry of the righteous. 1 Peter 3.12 The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. And I like that because my second name means palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one, they are very similar. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And they are saying, wow, there are so many blessings. If you search, you'll get many more. And it's all true. So you must receive the gift of righteousness so you can reign in life. And the law of sin and death shall not operate over you. The law of sin and death came through one man's sinful act of eating. By the simple act of eating, he came under the law of sin and death. 
now by another man so by the simple act of eating eating what holy communion receiving the body and the blood of jesus we receive eternal life the law of uh, the, um, the law of sin and death came to one man sinful act of eating uh, so now by another man the last adam jesus christ we come under the law of spirit and life sin cannot reign in a righteous man's body you are under a different law the law of righteousness so you are attracting the blessings attracting god's favor you are attracting wealth and divine health because christ is living on the inside of you christ cannot live inside a sinner christ can only live inside a righteous man such a powerful truth now we have to renew our mind to this wonderful truth we have to renew the mind otherwise it won't work so that you are the righteousness of god So in the chart we saw because sin entered the mind and body got corrupted now the spirit is resurrected according to Romans 8:15 the spirit of the son the spirit of adoption has come in us and we cry out abba father okay we are no more we are the righteousness made perfect and holy we are no longer in a man and god relationship we are son and father daughter and father we are not slaves we are not servants we are children of the mighty god don't look at yourself as a slave and a servant so uh, by receiving the gift of righteousness it will reign in your body amen amen so the next point how can how we can receive righteousness as a gift the principle of receiving we see in galatians 2 by hearing the galatians by hearing the message of christ you receive the greatest gift the holy spirit by faith by believing by hearing the message as you are hearing or as you have heard this message on righteousness you are receiving it as a word from the lord you say let us say i receive the gift of righteousness amen so when you receive what do you do you that are the righteousness of god this is extremely important now that you receive your mind and your body does not know your mind has yet to be renewed to this truth as i said so you have to renew your mind that you are the righteousness of god just saying i receive the righteousness of god is not going to work we've got to believe it renew our mind to it so mind renewal is very simple simple technique of renewing your mind is by hearing the message believing the message confessing the message you must hear and believe the right teaching sound doctrine new covenant teaching we are not under the old covenant we are under the new covenant oh you must believe the truth of the finished work of jesus christ and you must confess that when you confess first the word is in your mouth the bible says and then the word is in your heart when you are confessing you are not immediately believing so you start off with confession and eventually you start to believe as you start confessing i am the righteousness of god the law of sin and death cannot operate on your body you are commanding because you are reigning in life as a son of god as a daughter of god you are using your authority authority is given orders are given through words so when you confess you are the righteousness of god you are sending orders to your body that the law of sin and death cannot operate because you are the righteousness of god all the blessings and promises mentioned in the bible have to operate in your life in your body in your dna in your bones in your blood stream 
every organ has to obey they have to line up with the word of god but you should believe it and your mind should be ready when you confess the truth you are sending these signals to your body saying you cannot operate under the law of sin and death you have to operate under the law of right you're telling your body meditate on these scriptures and please read chapter 5 i mean read the whole book of romans if you can but chapter 5 is uh, covering this and read in different versions because i found when you can read kjv uh, is a little bit difficult nkjv nlt nasb you'll get that all on your u version please and get the essence of this message understand the gift of righteousness receive the gift of righteousness and you will reign in life in every area of your life just know that you are under the law of righteousness and things will begin to change your health your problems at the office relationship problems financial difficulties etc when you receive the gift of righteousness you will reign in life it will take care of all your problems but first comes the word understand the word it is more precious than silver precious than any pearl any wealth of the world god's word is powerful so powerful when you receive and embrace this truth about righteousness everything else will be added unto you when you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness all these things that you have been waiting for something we have been waiting for years true okay some we are praying for your son to be saved daughter to be saved you are praying to get a new house or whatever we've been waiting for many years but things will change when you change renew your mind that you are the righteousness of god so i was saying about a simple act of eating adam got under the law of sin and death now by the simple act of eating that is by eating holy communion by eating from the tree of life by receiving a flesh the flesh of jesus and the blood of jesus you receive eternal life eternal life is zoe life so thank you dear brothers and sisters for listening <laughs> so